Sawete de Skipoli, welcome to another episode in of, of Latin and Layman's, uh, where I, Liam, your host, teach you a little bit about grammar, about Latin, uh, give you some good tools, um, maybe some good mnemonics, dive into etymology, all that good stuff. That's my little preliminary soapbox there before we begin the perfect tense, uh, which is in conjunction with uh, chapter 12 of Wheelock. Before I begin, because of course all of you guys are wondering, uh, aka probably not, but well first off, I'm pretty stuffy because uh, I'm surrounded by a bunch of pollen and allergies because I've finally moved and I'm no longer located in Portland. I am here in Santa Fe, New Mexico with my family, which has been super good. To, to have, uh, or, you know, just being reunited, reunited with everybody, got to be cognizant about the you knows, that's my tick, but, uh, so yeah, I'm going to be here, uh, and I will continue to be here until I find, uh, a new place to move into, to move up to Colorado Springs, so, uh, that'll probably be in the next month, month and a half. So without further ado, though, um, let's go ahead and we'll dive in and jot down three important notes before we begin. So firstly, the perfect tense represents action completed in the past. So this is going to be the typical past that you would think um, as uh, when we translate the imperfect, we have that past, but it's a continual action that had occurred in the past. So it's kind of a weird way of translating things. Uh, number two, Latin perfect tense forms are often marked by changing the present verb base in any of the following ways, adding a V or an S to the end of the ver- present verb base, lengthening the vowel of the verb base, and or reduplicating kind of sounds redundant of the first consonant of the base and then thirdly the perfect tense verb forms in latin only have uh two parts a base and an ending i enjoy the perfect tense uh just a little side note in in latin grammar perfect literally means completed in the past this is the counterpart in many ways the slash opposite um of the imperfect, the tense we've already studied, which shows the unfinished or incomplete action in the past. Perfect action is action that happened once and was finished, such as I was taking a shower. That's imperfect. When the phone rang, it rang once. So I got out of the shower, I picked up the phone, I stopped ringing. So the action was completed in the past. That's perfect. The perfect tense also has another important connotation. It often represents past action that has immediate bearing on the present. So for instance, you could say, but I have done my homework, sir, which is crypto student code for um, stop asking me for it. Here it is versus, uh, well, I was doing my homework well when um, uh Aliens invited and probed my brain, which is why I didn't get it done. Um, Was doing represents the action that was unfinished in the past and a perfect example of an imperfect excuse. Don't you love my dad jokes, y'all? Just whipping them out. 
pew, pew. Also, side note, I learned that when you type pew, pew uh, to another user that has an iPhone, it like sends like a laser situation through the messages. It's pretty cool. Found that out by accident. And uh, uh, I'm trying to grace the world with it. Um, the perfect system in Latin includes three tenses. So you have the, the, pre- the perfect, the pluperfect, which I love, and the future perfect. So the perfect is be- best represented by the English modal or tense marker has or have, um, also did. The pluperfect, meaning literally more perfect, uh, represents an action that has that is past in relation to the past. Don't panic. Sounds complicated. We'll get to that in a second. But it is the counterpart of the English tense marker had. And the future perfect tense tense marker would be represented by English as will have. So in short, one for perfect, you have has, have, did. For pluperfect, just had. And for uh, future perfect, our third one, will have. So present or perfect system verbs, by contrast to forming uh, verbs in the present system, have only two components, a perfect base that gives you the verb's meaning, to which is added tense endings. These tense endings also show person and number. Thematic vowels in the perfect system simply don't matter. They're there, but they're part of the perfect base, which you'll memorize with each verb. Pretty simple enough. So let's dive in. We got the perfect base here. The past tense forms of many verbs in both Latin and English are not predictable, and therefore they must be memorized. For example, English says, I came, I saw, I won. None of those past tense forms are predictable from come, see, or win. In the same way, Latin says "weni, weedy, weeky," right? Or "weni, weedy, weechy." If you guys ever have heard that uh, that that Julius Caesar quote that everybody uh, quotes, which means "I came, I saw, I conquered." In Latin, it's actually "weeky." It's hard C. Don't at me because I'm right. None of these forms are predictable either, from "wenio," "wideo," or "winko." For example, vocabulary lists and dictionaries include a third principal part for every regular verb in Latin. The third principal part provides the base for the perfect tense. The same is true in English by looking up the verb see in an English dictionary. You'll always find saw because saw is not predictable from see. So therefore, to be complete, the dictionary has to list it. Um... This is me just going on a little tangent, but this is a standard practice for dictionaries in every language across the globe. So in Latin, that third principal part will look like, for instance, amo, amare, amawi, and amatun. So if you're looking at that, whether you be looking at it in vocabulary or in a dictionary, uh, or as I like to say, the back of the book, whatever back of the book really refers to, probably wheelocks because there's a dictionary at the back of the book. Um, so, amo, amare, amawi, amatum, because these are pronounced as W's, so it would be amawi and not amavi. I love, to love, I have loved, and I have been loving. So, amawi is I have been loving, or I have loved. Gosh.
We won't use the fourth principle part, amatum, until we get to chapter 19, I believe. Uh, to get the perfect base of any verb that is, the base will be used to form any verb in the perfect active system. So drop the I from the end of the third principle part of the verb. So, for example, we have amo, amare, amawi. Dropping the I from the end of the amawi produces the perfect base ma or goodness, A-M-A-V, so amav. So that's our base. Here's the second conjugation verb, moneo, monere, mono, monui, M-O-N-U-I. The perfect base is M-O-N-U, monu. <laughs> In the third conjugation, duco, ducere, duxi, the perfect base is dux, D-U-X. The fourth conjugation, sentio, sentiere, Sentieri, uh, sensi, the perfect base is sense, so S E N S. Finally, third, I O, capio, capere, capi, kepi. So the perfect base, you drop that I, is going to be kep, C E P. With that, you should see the for, uh, that forming the perfect base will be made complicated by the fact that perfect bases are irregular and unpredictable and be must be memorized by every verb form. That's the only caveat, but other than that, it's pretty simple, right? All you got to do, find that perfect base ending, uh, or the perfect base just in general, uh, the third principal part, drop that I, that gives you the base. Now let's do the, uh, the easy part of the lesson. Um, so to, to form a finite perfect base verb, perfect tense verbs uh, are much easier to form than present tense verbs because they involve only two components, like I said, the perfect base to which are added perfect tense endings. I is the it, imus istis erunt. So that was going from our typical... Uh, pattern from going down from the left and then coming back up. So it'd be the first person singular going down to third person singular, going back up to first person plural, and then back down to third person plural. So for example, uh, if we conjugated the verb amo amawi, we would get amawi, which is I have loved, amawisti, which is you have loved. Amawit, which is he, she, it has loved. Amawimus, we have loved. Amawistis, y'all have loved. And Amawarunt, they have loved. Do please note that all the perfect tense verbs in Latin, no matter what conjugation they belong to, form the same way. Take the perfect base at the endings, and you have the perfect tense finite verb in Latin. These forms, um, they can be translated as did as well, as in I did love, a form that is used very often in Latin when the speaker wants to negate the verb, right? So if I threw a non, amawi, or a non amawi, it would be I did not love. Uh, you could also add, I, I have not loved as well. That works. Or another possible translation is, 
in the simple past is I loved or you loved. You can say that. That is totally fine. For right now, please don't use the translation that that translation for the perfect tense uh, because, oh, no, you can. Sometimes it can be confused with the imperfect, but uh, we usually want to represent the imperfect as that continual past action that's ongoing. And if I just said, I loved, I loved can present itself as a completed past action. So to form a pluperfect verb, um, moving on, the equivalent in Latin of had, Latin uses these endings, aram, aras, arat. Recognize these? I would very well hope so. This is the imperfect of the verb to be here. So it literally uses the imperfect of the verb. So it takes the perfect base of uh, amawi, so it would be amal, the perfect base, and then you would uh, just tag on the ending would be the imperfect verb to be uh, conjugated. So let's do that together. And that's going to be, this is going to be creating our finite pluperfect verb starting at first person singular, amawaram. Amawaram would be I have loved, had loved, sorry, had. Amawaras, you had loved. Amawarat, he, she, it had loved. Amawaramus, we had loved. Amawaratis, y'all had loved. And amawarant they had loved so finally the third of the perfect tenses well i mean let's just recognize that that's a pretty easy one right you've already recognized you've already memorized the imperfect tense of the verb to be all you got to do is tack that on to the base of um third principal part pretty simple enough that's why i really enjoy the perfect tense makes a lot of sense very simple straightforward all you got to do is uh, memorize the forms of the the verbs in Latin, those third principal parts, which do come pretty naturally after a while because you just continually see them over and over and over again. So don't fret. Uh, excuse me, I'm just stopped, uh, man. It's like the juniper. I don't know what else is around here. And maybe like chamisa. And... It's an onslaught of pollen. As I like to tell everybody, my motto, hydrate and, or dihydrate. I feel like I have one more. Master of your own universe. But I gotta credit old D-Herbs for that one. Um, world's your oyster, I really like to say that. Okay, I'm done. Finally, the third of the perfect tenses, the future perfect, is formed by taking the perfect base and the and adding the endings aro, arisarit, Doesn't that look a little bit familiar? Because it should. It's the future of the verb to be. Uh, but there is just one big change. It's not a rent in the third person plural, it's a rent. So instead of E R U N T, it's E R I N T. 
So to form the full finite verb in the future perfect tense, take the base and add the future perfect endings. We just recited, so that we had just recited. So the future perfect of the verb amo, which third principal part is amau, and A-M-A-V would be amawero, amawaris, amawerit. So that would be I will have loved, you will have loved, he, she, it will have loved. Amawaremus, we will have loved. Amawaretis, y'all will have loved. And amawarent, warent, with the I-N-T, they will have loved. If this seems very complicated, remember this, you already know it, as I emphasized before. If not, you couldn't speak or understand English. So, just to prove my point, um, I'll put this into a narrative context where I can show you how smart you really are. So, remember, the only real challenge here is to take things you already know and attach complex grammatical names to them. So, trust your linguistic instincts. You got this. I'm here for you. They'll show you the way to the right answer, I promise you. So, first, consider the following situation. Okay, so, my girlfriend and I are having a conversation over lunch at noon. Uh, We decide that later that evening, we'll go and see a movie. As we're eating lunch, she tells me she didn't do the shopping she needed to do yesterday because she discovered she had lost her purse, but in the meantime, she's found it which means she's paying for lunch. Sweet. And so she tells me she needs to do her shopping before she goes to the movie tonight. So by the time we get to the movie, she will have done her shopping. Let's review this story again, paying careful attention to these tenses. Uh, So my girlfriend and I are talking right now in the present tense about our plans in the future, right? that we will go to a movie, but because my girlfriend in the past didn't get to uh, do her shopping done, that was a little redundant, didn't get her shopping done since uh, she had pooped perfectly at some point prior to that point in the past, lost her purse. Um, Now she's going to do it, and by the time she gets to the movie in the future this evening, She will have done her shopping, making her the queen of the future perfect, which is why we must marry and have many children. Thank you again, everybody. I appreciate you all. This again has been the perfect tense going over the perfect tense, the pluperfect and the future perfect. If you all have enjoyed this episode of Latin and Layman's, I really urge you to just go to Apple Podcasts it's kind of a process to look up Latin and layman's. I've had to pretty much teach a lot of people how to do this. Scroll down to the bottom, leave me a review, maybe a nice little note. I'm telling you guys, I swear to God, I coil and make baskets. I've got some on the ready that I can just give out. They're nice, snazzy colors. Uh, you know, uh, if I can reel you in with that or um, whatever maybe a shout out, send you some love. All right, I'm done. I'm done begging. Thanks again, y'all. I'll see you next time.